What's up, homies? You're listening to the High Performance Podcast, where I am going to try and teach you everything that I know about how to become a high performer. My name's Phil. I'm an ex-international athlete and entrepreneur. And today I'm going to talk to you about why sadness is a superpower. The first thing that I want to elaborate on is the misconception that sadness is a bad emotion. Sadness is just an emotion. It's not inherently a bad thing. There are many, many instances in your life where sadness is very normal and it should be that way because we have things that we love. If your mother gets sick, you will get sad. If you're not sad when your mother's sick, either you have a very bad relationship with your mother or you're some sort of a psychopath. If your friends get sick or your child gets sick, it is completely normal for you to be sad. In fact, I would say that there's something abnormal with you if you don't feel sadness. So there's so much out there on the World Wide Webs, on social media, trying to tell you that sadness is something that we should try and avoid. My own belief is that sadness is not something to be avoided. We just need to understand it better and we need to be able to process sadness better. If you're able to do these things, then sadness just becomes an everyday life situation and you can work with it the same way that you would work with anxiety, the same way that you would work with anger, with aggression. All these emotions are just negative because somebody has labeled them that way. It doesn't mean that they inherently are bad things. So today I'm going to give you three reasons why sadness is an extremely powerful and useful emotion and how you can use that to become the highest performer that you can be. Number one, I want you to remember a time when somebody you loved, somebody you deeply cared about was sad. You watched them cry, you watched them curl into a shell and you watch them withdraw from the world. What did that make you feel like doing? My guess is if you're a warm-hearted human being is you wanted to go hug them, you wanted to support them, you wanted to do everything in your power to make this person feel better, right? You wanted to give them love to raise them back up to who they used to be. If you're able to do that for someone, then when you are sad, when you're truly, truly sad, somebody would want to do that for you. But the only time they can do that is if you are open enough and comfortable enough to be able to reveal this side of you. True sadness is an emotion that draws support from others. When you allow yourself to be sad, the people you love, the people who know you best, will flock around you and they will do what they can to raise you back to the person you once was. So in the context of the context of high performance, it's telling you it's okay to lean on others. When you're going through a tough time and you're sad, 
the people around you will appear to take up the slack that you leave behind. And it's only going to be temporary because it's not going to be forever. Your ability to be comfortable with leaning in and relying on others is where sadness becomes very important. When you're sad, your defenses go away and suddenly you're more able to give control away. You're more able to lean on other people. You're going to let other people help you. I remember one of the saddest moments in recent years for me was a heartbreak and it absolutely wrecked me. It was one of those situations where I really questioned who I was. I really questioned what I was doing and it crushed my self-confidence. Now my family, my friends, and my clients, they could all see that I was sad. Not everyone knew what happened, but they knew that I was sad. And I didn't shy away from showing them that I wasn't feeling well. I didn't tell them what happened, but they could see it. I didn't try to hide it. What happened was they did what they could to try and show that they care. This looked like they would take me out for dinners. They would take me out for activities. They would invite me out more frequently than usual because they just wanted to see me better. And one of the ways they would do that is just to spend time with me. Over time, this helped nurse me back to who I was. It was almost like because I had a depression in my energy, they took it upon themselves to give me their energy and to help heal me back to who I was. So if you're truly, truly sad, and I mean this not as a sociopathic weapon, okay? If you cannot fake sadness to gain support from others, because this is a, this is a very common tactic when you, when you see marketing strategies of people victimizing themselves and telling them how shit their lives are in order to gain support from others. I'm not talking about that. That has an agenda. If you're truly, truly sad and you lean into that, all that's doing and signaling is I need help and I'm ready to lean on other people. And those you love will come and support you so that you can become who you once were. Number two, when you really take the time to sit into your sadness deeply, your body will feel weak. You are not as strong as if you were happy or aggressive. If you went to the gym while you were sad, you probably couldn't lift nearly as heavy as if you weren't. This weakness, if you really take the time to sit with it, is just telling you to rest, recuperate and heal. Sometimes the best thing to do when you're sad is just to lie there and feel it. The way I like to think about it is when you roll your ankle, there's a natural inflammation response. And if you rush this inflammation response, your, your ankle won't heal properly. Sadness is probably the same thing where it's the natural inflammation response of your emotions or your heart trying to nurse itself back to health. The interesting thing is, if you're able to sit in the sadness, 
the sadness actually lasts shorter. It might be more intense, but it lasts for a shorter time period. And the compounding effect of having the ability to sit into your sadness is that the next time you're sad again, your ability to process the sadness and to let your heart heal gets quicker. There's a reason why people who've gone through a lot of tough and sad times in their lives are able to go through more and more and more of it and still bounce back quickly. And that's because they have developed the emotional skill set to process and to heal. Just like lifting weights, when you lift weights, you tear your muscles and you take a couple days, it heals and it comes back stronger. Now, I'm not saying go and seek out sad things, but I'm saying if you something does happen to you and it is sad, it'll take a few days for the sadness to do its thing for you, you to heal, but then your heart becomes stronger and the next time something sad happens again, you'll be able to deal with it and process it much quicker. That is how sadness will help you. As a high performer, if you're constantly striving for greater and greater heights, you will get burned more and more and more. If you do nothing, most likely you will never get burned. But if you seek challenge, then you will. That's just undeniable. And because that happens, the more repetitions you have at processing sadness, the better you will be at dealing with sadness and sad events. After my heartbreak, I took the time to really feel the emotion. And I mean, I would just lie in bed for two hours, not watching Netflix, nothing. I would lie curled like a prawn just to myself and I would shift my attention to my chest where I felt everything. And don't get me wrong, the first few minutes were incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable. But when I learned to not resist, when I let the emotion just play through and there were tears, there was a bit of crying all within my own space. I recognized that after the initial outburst of emotion, there was something soothing. There was almost like a wave of coolness and relaxation that came through my body. And after that first initial intense sad experience, the next time I felt sad again, I really didn't feel the same intensity. And that's when I realized if you're able to sit with it and look at it in its eye, and acknowledge it for what it's trying to do for you. It's a necessary emotion for the healing process. As a high performer, you might start the day on top of the world, but you might end the day. Maybe you lose a deal. Maybe everything you work for didn't work out. Maybe your relationships aren't going the way you think they're supposed to go and you are sad about it. Well, guess what? The next day, you have to get back up and do it all again. So you can't push it to the side. 
you have to learn to process it. And so when you learn to just sit with it and feel it, and you build a relationship with this emotion, you'll realize that it's really not that bad. Because afterwards, when it's all said and done, you are now more resilient to meet the next thing that might give you sadness. And the third thing is most of the greatest pieces of creativity have come from periods of great sadness. Great songs have come from war times. Great books have come from great depression times. Great comedy stems from painful pasts. When somebody is sad or a group of people are sad, the creativity that it allows, what you can create from that place touches people and is so profoundly deep that it resonates with far more people than happiness can. Creating things from a place of happiness doesn't touch people the same way that creating things from sadness do. A lot of songs, love songs, are not happy songs. It's all about heartbreak. That's what I mean by the ability to touch people. Next time you're sad, besides processing it, channel it into something. Go write something. Maybe go play some music. Maybe go paint. Watch how different you are and what you're able to create when, you're, when you come from that place deep inside where it doesn't feel too good. Sadness is a powerful creativity tool. So if you're going to be sad anyway, besides processing, use it to your advantage. See what you come up with. And those are my three tips with how you can use sadness as your superpower. Number one, use it, allow it to draw empathy from other people. Use it as a, as a guide to lean into others, lean on others. And when others are sad, let them lean on you. Number two, learn to sit with it deeply. Realize that the uncomfortability of sadness will lead to a soothing recuperation and restoration. And number three, where there's great pain comes great creativity. So whenever you're sad, use it to your advantage. Use it to create the things that you probably couldn't create when everything is going good. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Just a quick one before you go. I have one spot left for my men's high performance camp in Sydney on the 19th of January to, to the 22nd in Lithgow. It's got your name on it. So just message me, send me a direct message and let's chat and see if we can put you on that camp. Thanks guys. I'll see you on the next episode.